2: Doug
3: Sprinthal,
4: co-host Catherine Brandt,
2: Andy Brandt-Bernard,
4: <laughs> and Cassie Schrader.
2: And we'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Kick. Michael Bryant, Brad,
1: Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap.
2: So, we don't have phones?
0: No. Well, we have the old phone.
2: But. Yeah. <coughs> All right.
4: There's phone cords in that box out there.
2: So the
4: Walzer commercial, <laughs> the commercial, Tom. <laughs> Live.
2: That's right. Walzer Automotive Group, <laughs> walzer.com.
3: It's a new studio. It'll take Hello? us probably another five years it's to master it because <laughs> of the new sound panels. Yeah, and
4: also the uh, glue. The glue stench in here from the new carpeting is I know. making everybody
5: super high.
3: <laughs> well, you picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue, as they said. <laughs> kind of anyway, we're excited to talk about three new stores that opened in the last couple of months. Uh, It started with our Subaru business getting getting really out of hand. Our old store was on Cliff Road and 35W. It's where Alex bought her Subaru and and lots of other people. Uh, So we built a new one right down the road next to our Honda store in Buck Hill Road. It's gorgeous. Walser experienced autos, which had been on Buck Hill, moved to the old Subaru site, and we built a brand-new Subaru dealership that just opened last week in South St. Paul, 494 in Concord. Alex is going to get over there sometime because they have a dog park at the dealership. I think that's so cool. I don't
4: think May can be let out upon the masses quite yet. (laughs) She's still a little crazy. Well,
3: it's it's somewhat unknown. Speaking of Alex and dog parks, here she
2: is.
5: Couldn't find Dan's car.
2: That's all I got. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Little Black Betty.
5: Yep.
2: So who's Black Betty?
5: I don't know. I just felt the mood to
4: play you it. You felt
2: the mood for Black Betty. <laughs> yeah. Works for me, ladies and gentlemen. You
4: so do. did the temperature drop since eight o'clock this morning when I had to meet the Comcast guy?
5: No, it's not that bad right now. No, it's, it's The not. cold front's supposed to start moving in through tonight. I think tonight it's supposed to get down to like thirty-eight. Eee! yep it's Gonna get ready. chilly. I guess Somebody they're getting posted.
3: Lost. Lots you know, of snow in the mountains. You know already. you're a Minnesotan when you say, i got to cut my lawn this week before the snowstorm on <laughs> yeah. Saturday.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know.
4: It's like, well, let's see. Am I going to have a chance to put any of the lawn furniture in? I don't think I will. Maybe on Saturday for a little bit. You while.
2: don't need any lawn furniture in. It's fine. We
4: have a wedding this weekend. I don't worry about it. A wedding? Somebody. A wedding. Someone's getting married.
2: The panda wedding. That's exactly right. The
5: panda
2: the wedding.
4: The panda wedding? We Andy
2: Panda.
5: Used to call him panda
4: you
2: don't remember andy well. panda the no, cartoon character i don't andy panda was a huge cartoon character i
5: do not Apparently
4: remember not it either <laughs> from 1953
5: 1912 <41. laughs>
2: i think basically ladies and gentlemen we should remove all digital from the world because it's getting so crazy by, by the day it gets well, creepy.
4: just quit well, the in, podcast we're in, now. We're in trouble <laughs> it works for me
2: digital. Works for me. doesn't
4: work for us, honey. Yeah.
2: Listen uh, to this story. Celebrities and anyone all. else hoping not to be found by creeps on the internet can learn from an alarming stalking case out of Japan. According to media reports, a member of the J-pop group Tenshitsuki Niyomi
4: yeah. Rolls right off the tongue.
2: Yeah,
6: my uh, favorite
2: group. Oh, favorite group. I just call them Tens. Yeah. Or shit, because that's in there, too. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, nice. she was sexually assaulted at her Tokyo apartment building last month after a fan figured out where to find her by zooming in on the selfie the singer had posted. The selfie reportedly revealed the reflection of a train station or bus stop in 21-year-old Aina Matsoka's eyes. He looked at the reflection in her eyes and figured out where she was. This is about as creepy as it gets. I'm sorry. Police say Hibiki Sato... Uh, matched the image to one on google street view traveled to the location waited for matsuko to appear then followed her to apartment building where he molested her on september 1st
4: well it, that's just there's really crazy
2: horrible. people everywhere and there always has been it's yeah but you know, we didn't Reagan have Google sh- Street View to match things up with before.
3: We had—that's true. But we had, you know, Reagan got shot because a guy was trying to impress Jodie Foster.
2: Jodie Foster. Hey, taxi <laughs> driver was thing. plenty good, man. God. Uh, as Matsuko reached her apartment, Sato uh, allegedly approached her from behind, covered the singer's mouth, and dragged her to a dark corner. Reports Asia ah. One arrested Tuesday based on security camera images. The 26-year-old also admitted to studying the direction of light and even the placement of curtains in videos Matsuka had posted uh, from her home in an attempt to locate it, police say. This follows similar attacks on other women within Japan's so-called idol culture, including the 2016 attack on Mayu Tomita, who was stabbed 60 times. As an expert uh, tells the BBC, even the tiniest details can reveal a lot of information about where a photograph is taken, and information about the individuals in the photograph, particularly if it's uh, of high quality. He saw the reflection in her eyes and could figure out exactly where she was.
5: I didn't think Japan had that many crazy
2: people.
5: <sighs> I mean, I don't you're not going to have none. No, I guess you're right. I so guess that, you're not. You know, gonna that's have why none. I
3: love Minnesota. Because it's not We Japan. don't have crazy people? Well, we have some, but we Holy still have... my God, are you kidding me? One of the most famous coaches in the history of the NFL goes on the radio and says, come on over this weekend, I'm having a garage sale, well, here's my that's address. that's true, yeah. I think that's just
4: cool. That is cool. Yeah.
2: Let me think about it and I'll get back. <laughs> what do you think about that? You know what I'm saying. It, uh,
4: it's very interesting also, you know, where my parents live, they live in a tiny, tiny little town in uh, Arizona. And people are much more things are just open you know yeah things are yeah you know, there's this we talked about this chapel nothing's on,
5: open after s- <laughs> 4
4: p.m but <laughs> it's an early town it gets too hot um there's this chapel on the hill thing that has been uh it's really architectural gem.
2: The chapel of the holy yeah, cross it's really
4: beautiful there was a crazy person that went up there this this is in sedona and no, no, no. bashed in a bashed in a panel of glass and was in there while other people were there and was going to start wrecking stuff and they had to they had to stop him. That's the first time the thing has been open for I don't know 30, 40 years something like that and nothing has ever even been taken. It's just the world we live in now.
2: Did they ever figure out why he was so angry at the Chapel of the Holy Cross? They
4: said he was just nuts.
2: Apparently, just nuts.
4: It wasn't really that he had anything against the church or the architect or any of the reasons why you'd think. He
5: just was a crazy guy. A crazed human being. Well,
2: the window that he punched out was still, one of the windows was broken when we were there. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell you. It's like, I've never understood that attacking mosques or or temples or churches. or, no. You know, could you just leave people alone? They're not exactly oppressing you with their religious beliefs these days, are they? Well, look how, look how people anymore.
4: are acting about Trump coming to town. They're acting like <clears throat> it's the Armageddon.
2: I know, we talked a lot about that. <laughs> Actually, Chris Maddle sent me a picture of himself uh, standing next to the big blow-up Donald Trump baby you know the the giant one Mm -hmm. and he's leaning up against it like this and he's about a quarter of an inch tall comparatively (laughs) like what are you
3: two years old I was reading care 11 this morning they post news stories on Facebook and they had one about the Trump baby balloon is on being flown on top of the saloon and a bunch of people said, You've lost my patronage forever. Ah. Obviously not knowing that it's a
5: gay ex- bar. Yeah.
3: Kind of a gay bar, even yeah. for all the crazy young dudes hang out. A
2: lot of crazy uh, young dudes do yeah. hang out there. I rewrote a joke this morning for a gay openly gay comedian. What do you think?
3: I heard play? it, actually.
2: I thought that was funny. Oh, fine. you did? I did.
3: What? I listened to your show when i I was here hanging
4: on. with the Comcast guy. His name is Matt.
5: <laughs> Matt? You were here <laughs> with
4: Matt? from yeah. Comcast. Yeah. Matt, with Matt That is direct line now, just in case we need help. Take oh, that okay, from, from State Farm.
2: <laughs> yeah, what do you think of that action? Matt
3: from Comcast. <laughs> well, you've got to tell the joke. Yeah, I so need to hear the joke. I
2: rewrote a joke from Henny Youngman. An openly gay young comedian needs to come out on stage and go, Take my husband, please.
4: what do you think Uh, it's timely
2: it's timely good Good. very well
4: well done well done
2: and then i rewrote a richard Pryor joke too okay you know because he always go bitch what's wrong with you Mm -hmm. i rewrote it too bastard what's wrong with you what do you think well yeah it's a thigh slapper that's a good one that's a barn burner (laughs) is it yeah Yeah. it's
4: more gender inclusive depending on who you want
5: to
2: yeah, bad, because a woman could Same still be me, a bastard. Too. But a guy could still be a bitch, too, because a bitch is just a reference to a dog.
5: Female dog.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a female dog, but it's still a dog. It's not a human. You know, they we're they all still good have
5: to go. gender. Yes.
2: You wiring up the flex capacitor there, anyway? Yeah, honest <laughs> to God. <laughs> I love how you're working because, on the show constantly. because while we're
4: Matt came in. He has to rewire it. Yeah, Matt. Matt, Matt way to come Matt. in and screw up everything. Wait to go. Matt, give home
2: so, do you? What time is the Trump rally? Do you know? Uh, I think he said five o'clock. I think five or oh, six o'clock, something like that. Where's it at? Target, target Field. Target. Uh, target Center. That's oh,
4: right. Oh, so yeah, traffic it's a is going to
2: be a nightmare. Oh, my well, brother and, and sister are, are going to be, be
4: sitting good. in no. their basement with the lights off. Yeah. I just know it. Thinking the world's going to end.
2: Look, I, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you want to be president, you're not my kind of person. You just if you want to be that powerful, I think there's something wrong with you. Yes. Yeah. That's just my estimation, but I don't understand getting violent over the appearance of a president in your no. market. Yeah, I don't either. They really can't right. do that. People they just. Are weird. <laughs> well, so far, so good. I don't think there's been any violence yet. They're starting to gather, though. I I, I did see maybe that. Maybe this They're
4: cold snap together. is coming in the nick of time.
2: <laughs> exactly. It got cold just in time, <laughs> so nobody's going to be slipping each other Too cold to own.
4: go out there and protest. Yeah. I was going to. I really He's, was. Yeah. But I haven't found my winter jacket yeah. yet. So is, the dry cleaners.
2: Is there any update on the Kurdish situation, the Kurds? Because I do not like the fact that we abandoned the uh, Kurds to be slaughtered by the Turkish. You know, what I, is that? Do.
3: You know that I'm not a fan of the president. I think he's done some things right. But
2: it, it, he
3: said yesterday, it was either yesterday or this morning, you know, uh, they didn't help us in World War II at Normandy.
2: Like, I, he did not say that. Yes. The Kurds. That was his, part of his reason. You gotta love a man that holds from.
4: a grudge. What? Yeah.
2: What the hell is well, he talking I, about?
5: I, I, it, I haven't
3: I had any just, favors
5: lately.
4: I was
2: stunned. Well, wait a minute. Did they attack the airports during the Revolutionary War? Well, yeah. There's that. Because there's another one he threw out. There. Did st- you know that? What? Donald Trump said that uh, that somebody prevented the. It was
3: during the Fourth of July celebration. Fourth of July afraid celebration that they
2: had. That that they they protected the airports during the Revolutionary War.
3: Yep. Uh, I don't remember, remember airports being an in that. existence
2: 1770 Revolutionary 1774 war. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've always remember.
3: given people passes when they have microphones on them 24-7 yeah, well, and they're going to say well, something stupid true. Yeah, stuff but not earlier. that stupid but that is, that's is—that's pretty stupid
2: <clears throat> what does he mean the Kurds didn't help us at Normandy so what the hell why, does that mean so why <gasps>
3: can't we just walk away from him now is his point. <laughs> I just don't yeah. get that reference at all is he crazy Did we quit when the Germans bombed Pearl Pearl Harbor? Pearl (laughs) Harbor? And he's been watching Animal House. And the
2: other guy goes, hey, he's on a roll. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't like presidents anyway. I think they're all a bunch of loudmouth pains in the ass. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it ends up. This morning I get up, and the first thing when I get up, I turn on my computer, and there are pictures of Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and Hillary Clinton. Oh, boy. Barf, like What a way this, to start
5: your day.
4: This
2: is what we get to choose from. This. Yeah. Really.
5: What a star crew.
2: <laughs> like, you can't pick on Bernie Sanders right now. You, you see oh, that?
5: Oh, his daughter.
2: Daughter-in-law. What? what? Daughter-in-law. Daughter oh. She was diagnosed with a disease and died two days later. Are
5: you kidding? Yeah. Like, what Jesus. disease? I don't
2: know. I'll find out.
5: A bad one.
2: Bullet hole.
5: My, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, I don't know. She, she was diagnosed with a disease and died 48 hours later.
5: What disease wow. isn't that is this? Just horrible? I don't want that disease. What can I do to no, not have that No, you don't want disease? that
2: disease. I don't know.
3: She was a vegetarian. Yeah,
2: that must have been one. Oh, Now, this is about Actually, his Sanders slow pace. The people
5: with the longest lives are people that are vegetarians but eat fish. Actually vegans that eat fish are the Not
4: in my family
5: healthiest human Give you beings. can eat whatever you
4: want and live that to be That is not true
5: It actually is. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, people no. that don't eat meat and dairy are the healthiest and no, longest living. They are not. Look at all the blue zones. Look at all the yeah. They believe right. Sure they fight, sure are. Fight. Just because you say no cuz you don't Food like fight. it doesn't mean it's true. I don't true. like what? Fetch what I said. What you
2: dairy? I, I there's eat a, dairy.
5: There's, a, I, yeah, it doesn't even know what I'm talking <laughs>
2: about. I know what you're talking about. No, you're you don't. fine. Don't worry about a thing. I'm, I'm not a big dairy eater anyway. I like cheese once in a while, but that's about it as cheese far as the dairy is concerned.
6: Jesus.
2: But as far mm-hmm. as uh, I don't, I'm not a big milk drinker. I never did understand milk. It's like oh, sugary water. Oh my
5: God! I used to drink gross. it by the gallon. When a
2: lot of people kids. did back Ugh.
5: then. Boy.
2: what was the other one? It's, it's no, the what, what meat and dairy.
5: Meat and dairy are the two things that you'll tip over You'll just die. Uh, flat out in lie.
2: There. Flat out lie. It is not. It is. Oh, my God. Lie. It How... is. What
5: is the What is the data that you have to show that yeah, that's where's a lie? Just, data. Where's just your data? released last where's week.
2: Your... Actually, you need to eat at least beef. You need to eat well, beef.
4: Why? There is that vitamin that you can't get from anything. Right. Beef. You
3: have to take a supplement. Vitamin beef. Vitamin I beef, yeah, it? Eat something. I have with it. vitamin beef, I,
5: I don't need to take anything, and I don't eat beef.
4: Yeah, you, Well, you have to. I thought you couldn't get some certain vitamin unless it was. What about your mental malfunctions?
2: Protein. you think that might be part of I <clears throat>
3: don't need to eat beef. F Y I. Maybe FYI. a lot less of it, and I'll tell you why. It's really gotten expensive in the last year
2: or two. Yeah, well, you got cool. that right. And those
5: cows are treated like absolutely nah, horrendously. They, not the ones that we buy if you ever we
2: buy angus only they do not treat angus beef poorly right up until the point where they kill them yeah, they right. slit their throat, throat they
5: shoot them in the head
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah it happens to people in my old neighborhood on a nightly basis what's the difference did you eat them i was not I a big, would,
3: big fan should've. of the show friends it's but i did more. love phoebe and remember the the song that she sang the cow and the field goes oh more yeah <laughs> And that's how they make hamburgers. Singing to a bunch of second graders, it's
0: really funny. And the farmer takes them out back and shoots them in the head. Yeah. And that's how they make hamburgers.
5: (laughs) Dan and I, Dan and I had the very funny. Dan and I had the Phoebe and Joey agreement when I was pregnant that Phoebe like. Needed to eat meat when she was pregnant. She's like, it's all I want to eat, and so Joey stopped eating meat while well, Phoebe was eating meat. Cause right. He's like, because then no more animals would be killed. Right. Because he ate a ton of meat, and so Dan was like, I'd do that for you if you were like, I just want to eat a he does steak.
4: Know that Joey didn't actually do it. Joey lied. You do know that.
5: and, well, so, and so did Dan. <laughs> no, and <laughs> I, I, I never had a single craving either in my pregnancies. So I have a question. Matter
2: to me? What is it with these people? Uh, where killing cows to eat them is horrible, but cows farting is even worse, and then cows existing is really bad. They're going to have to make up their mind. Do you want them around or not?
5: No. The whole point is is you know, that tons would. and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of cows are birthed into the world to be consumed. consumed. Yeah, if so. people didn't eat cows as much as they do there wouldn't be as many cows to kill and to fart fart. and to fart and just exist and take tons of water and just use a lot of resources and kind of be horrible for
2: our planet if it's such a problem why is it that i've never smelled a cow fart
5: because you're not on a farm
3: well i've been on my
2: farms in golden valley i'm guessing no i was at my uncle the aunt marianne and uncle larry's house and they had cattle you know
5: you But you didn't hang out at a giant like this, where McDonald's gets their beef from.
2: You mean South America? No. It was South America for a long time. We got to take a break anyway. We'll be right back with the family. My co-worker's lame brains.
5: <laughs>
2: all right, never mind. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on
4: the
2: wheel. Wow. Yeah, she's got it dialed in, baby. <laughs> um, Here's the deal. You know, as I said, I don't really have a person I want to vote for for, for president. I look at all these people. Tulsi Gabbard, I kind of like her because she was a, she served in the military, and she's a very tough woman. I like tough women. Nah. So I don't know. I don't know enough about. it. She's her, got a though. cool name, Tulsi. I, Tulsi. Living on Tulsi time. Tulsi Ridge sounds like. Tulsi Ridge. What's yep. Tulsi Ridge?
4: Sounds like it would be a Tulsi Ridge somewhere. A I Tulsi bet Ridge there's a Tulsi Ridge,
2: Ridge someplace.
5: One seven three five Tulsi Ridge. <laughs> exactly.
2: It's Tulsi Ridge Road. Yeah. 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 Tulsi um, Apparently,
0: the, no. There's no Tulsi Ridge. I've never heard In of fact, any the of the people. In fact, the word Tulsi. Really? It apparently is Sounds made like
5: up. I've never heard of any of the people that are running except for
0: Tulsi,
2: Trump,
5: and Sanders.
2: You've That's heard like of Elizabeth it. Warren. I've heard of Pence? Pence oh isn't yeah, running. I mean, no.
5: What's his He's face? Not Biden, Biden, <laughs> Biden, and Elizabeth. You know Warren, that
2: happens all the time. Like people think that Biden and Pence are the same. I know. <laughs> I don't know why that is.
4: Because they have that
2: honey they're not the same person
5: i know but Old they have that man they have that Vice president vibe they really do
4: <laughs> oh
2: they that's really, do. really nice really nice they're yet. cut from there. the same
5: cloth let's just so uh
2: okay. bernie sanders is having a tough week man yeah mm-hmm. and i don't I know, know what about.
5: this disease is what oh, disease yeah. that so she was diagnosed, daughter, diagnosed. Yeah. well
2: we're gonna find out right now <clears throat> so here's the deal who <laughs>
5: What's a Sanders?
2: After it was confirmed Bernie Sanders had a heart attack last week. Oh.
5: What? The oh, yeah. Hey. The Vermont
2: Senator. I've been trying Center. to keep
0: that hush, but yeah, it oh. was a full yeah, blown yeah, heart, heart attack.
5: Should he be president if he has a bad heart? He thinks not. Methinks the not. fact that he
2: has a heart, he probably shouldn't be president. Well. Dick, Dick Cheney <laughs> only had about eight. Oh, yeah. yeah, he had about eight heart attacks. Uh, after it was confirmed Bernie Sanders had a heart attack last week, the Vermont Senator and 2020 pre- presidential candidate. Spoke to the press and suggested he'd be slowing his pace. I think we're going to change the nature of the campaign a bit, Sanders said Tuesday, per the AP. I'll make sure that I have the strength to do what I have to do. He added that he meant he likely wouldn't do four rallies a day. Now, in a new interview that aired Wednesday on NBC Nightly News, Sanders is is walking back just a tad. I misspoke the other day, he said, adding, I said a word I should not have said, and the media drives me a little bit nuts to make a big deal about it. Why, you make a big deal out of everything, Bernie. Well, what are yeah, you supposed I mean, to do? Bernie's
4: whole campaign is outrage. Exactly. So it's
2: outrage. It's no exactly wonder he I mean.
4: had a heart attack. You can't run around being outraged all the time.
2: Yeah, calm down.
5: I, for one, can.
2: Calm down. I get down. just fine. We're going to get back into the groove of a very vigorous campaign. I love doing rallies and I love doing town meetings. I want to start off slower and build up and build up and build up. Until so you have
5: o- another heart
2: attack? Great. Sanders also pushed back on accusations that his campaign tried to hide his heart attack. That's nonsense. We're dealing with all kinds of doctors, and we wanted to have a sense of what the hell was going on. Really not run to the New York Times and not have to report it every 15 minutes. This is not a baseball game. No apologies, he said. So he just, Sounds uh, like Bernie. Just going on and going on. Yeah, I mean, it's been a rough month. There's no doubt about that. Here's the deal. Uh, so he has the heart attack. Before that... Bernie Sanders had an even rougher week last week than people knew. The senator's daughter-in-law died on Saturday, the day after Sanders was released from the hospital following a heart attack. So he has a heart attack. He's in the hospital. They let him out of the hospital. His daughter-in-law dies at 46.
4: 46? Yeah.
2: Of? Uh, Dr. Rain Riggs, 46, died just two days after she was diagnosed with neuroendocrine cancer. Neuroendocrine cancer. So what is that? Is that, that, that brain on? cancer? Nah, it's... Well,
5: neuro, brain. Like, well, your, endoc- but your endocrine system is your...
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty much just any sort of cancer of a hormone-producing mm-hmm, cell. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they're not good. Pituitary
4: thyroid,
0: Clearly. all that stuff? No, yeah. Uh, Fine it's word. Usually like pancreas, liver, that kind of thing. Oh,
2: that's not good. Oh. Yeah, it killed her two days later. She was diagnosed and then she died two days later.
0: That's
2: unusual. <clears throat> yeah.
5: That sucks. She probably didn't go and get her physical. That's no, what I was you saying can't yesterday. Find those on a a physical. lot of times you no, can't sign no. that stuff. Like the
2: hilarious. mother of three was married to Levi Sanders, the senator's only biological child. The candidate told reporters Tuesday that he plans to remain in the White House race, but is going to slow down and change the nature of the campaign a bit. He said he uh, had felt unusually fatigued over the last month or two, and should have listened to those symptoms. So yeah, he has a heart attack. He gets out of the hospital. While he's in the hospital, his daughter-in-law is diagnosed with a with a malady, and he gets out of the hospital, and the next day she dies. It's like, good God.
3: That's mm-hmm. a tough week. Earth. All right.
2: That's terrible. 46 years old is way too young to be dying. Yes. Don't you think?
3: Yes, I do, as someone that's substantially older than 46. <laughs> yeah, I'm not well, a fan there, of that's
2: exactly rat. it. I just, do you, isn't it unbelievable, though, that you got Bernie Sanders, who's 70, and Bernie Sanders, 78 years old, Donald Trump, 73 years old, Joe Biden, 76 years old, and Elizabeth Warren, 70 years old. Don't they have anybody, like, in the 50 range? Yeah,
3: you would, well, yeah, they do have a few.
2: But nobody's voting for them. No. No. Do you think I O'Rourke hurt I do all think,
3: that? Yeah. I, what he's, a douche that guy is. He's not done, but he's done in, the, yeah, in he's this done. campaign. Yeah, I mean, you is. haven't heard the last of him He's
4: no, not, I think he's that's not pretty pretty done collecting funds.
2: Right. Oh, well, they're all good at that. Yeah. They're all really good at collecting this, cashing those checks. But I, I, has there ever been a time, I suppose, I was trying to think of when when uh, when Bob Dole ran against Clinton. Yeah. No, Clinton was much younger than that.
3: Yeah, no, Clinton yeah. was in his late 40s. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. Kennedy was the youngest president, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I and think Obama that's what, 44 was pretty close, 44, and I think Obama was like 46.
2: Yeah, that might be right. I think that is right. So we had a long run of, uh, well, Nixon, was he 70 when he got the hook?
3: I think so. I think, I think he, he might have
2: been by then. <clears throat> but I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting that we're we're in a world right now where the two generations currently... The baby boomers, and then you go well. You got to kind of put uh, millennials and Gen Z in the same same deal. That we have just those two things set up there, and we still can only find people who are in their 70s to run for president. That kind of surprises me. Yeah.
4: Well, I do think that the the president is someone that should probably have some experience in life. No,
2: I agree. You're I agree. forty
4: years old.
0: Well, you can't become president until you're like 50 thirty or thirty five is thirty
4: five. Yeah. I mean mm. think of all of course the, it was I, written I'm just thinking 17. of well, my yeah. family in particular. It's like most of the boys in my family didn't even mature <laughs> till they were forty. Where you could call them a grown man.
3: I read it years ago where a, a line that said American males reach maturity at 39 and it lasts about two weeks.
2: There we go. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Pretty I, much true. I
4: don't think I, I don't know. I've, I haven't met too many 30-year-olds that would have the composure and no. the wherewithal and the patience to be a president.
2: Well, I mean, Doug did just point out that that, that law was written when people died by the time they were 55. Yeah.
4: Yeah, but I'm just you know, saying, do you know anybody in their 30s that you would think would make a great president?
2: Andy and Alex, Cassie, Yeah, they'd be mm. great presidents. They'd be like, president do whatever Cassie. you want,
4: goodbye. The I mean,
2: president I mean, ever <laughs> was... Here's my impression of President Cassie. Is this gluten-free? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly uh, what she Teddy Roosevelt's like. actually.
0: How old was he? 43. Oh, really? Well, I he was 42 that. and 320 days. Okay. So.
4: But he looked like he was 70 the yeah. entire, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's entire right. life. That's
2: exactly
3: Talk right. Talk about a guy that had a bad day. When Teddy Roosevelt, Teddy. I, I read a, a biography of his by, what's that woman, Doris? Doris Day? No. famous historian. The only Doris I know. Um, on this, he was uh, in the state legislature in New York, and on the same day, his mother and his wife died. Oh, so man. he went My mental word. and oh, moved out that's to South Dakota. Right. That's and just when he got, out yeah,
4: South Dakota. yeah. did you ever see that uh, miniseries oh, about him? I did. I was I would really
3: like to see it. Good. The book was was really fascinating. It was He's really good. Very interesting guy. I didn't realize he was younger than Kennedy. But yeah, your dad's right. He did look like he was a hundred even back then.
2: You know, I just, he had a rough life. <laughs> yeah, he hard. did. Yeah. You just reminded me of something. Back when Ted Kennedy was running for president. Uh, some guy had a sign, it was pretty clever, actually, but it had a little drawing on it, and it said, can we bear Teddy? <laughs> oh, wow. That is, that's, that's pretty good, don't you think? I mean, that's pretty clever. Yes. Can we bear Teddy? <laughs> he would bear, bear not, Teddy. Um, yeah. He would not have made it. Ah, uh, No, he would not, uh, well, unless he could kill somebody on the way over. I still don't understand how he skated on that deal. He murdered that woman, and he never spent a day in jail. Well, it's because you didn't live in Massachusetts in 1968. When well, these guys true. were as close
3: to rock star royalty as you could. Be oh, there's no doubt about that. I was on Cape Cod with my family when that happened. It was it really? 68 or 69. I don't remember. But you know, yeah. ev- everybody's like, oh, I'm." I don't know why she drowned. Why didn't she just get out of the car? I mean, nobody pointed the
1: fingers <laughs> I know. at know. Nobody. That's terrible.
2: I mean, she was trapped and, and actually lived for a half an hour before she finally died. Oh, trapped underwater in a car.
5: Steve is ready to go.
2: Stevie Wonder? Yeah. Everybody knows. Steve, how are you? Steve, is it Russian or Russian? It's Russian. It is Russian. I wanted to make sure I pronounced it's your name right.
6: A, a name that's in the news a lot, yes. I want
2: to annoy you if I, if I possibly can annoy you. How many people who interview you start the interview with "Knights in White Castle"? Do they do that?
6: <laughs> a, a, a lot of people do. I'm just glad that anybody remembers the Moody Blues and uh, oh. and uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it's uh, uh, some people think it's K N I G H T S, like there's a castle, so it must be referring to medieval knights. Oh, no, yeah. it's a song. It's a very famous song.
2: No, you're absolutely right. Pick it up where he left off his acclaimed memoir, Stingray Afternoons. Steve Russian brilliantly captures a bygone era and the thrills of a new adulthood in the night, uh, early 80s. It begins in Bloomington, Minnesota, ladies and Represent... gentlemen. Whee! Alex's hometown. Right.
5: My <laughs> hometown. I grew up in Bloomington. Oh, did
2: you? I didn't know you grew up in yeah, Bloomington. Yeah, I
5: graduated from Kennedy High School. I
2: thought you were a hillbilly.
5: No, no. Oh, well, grew... she did go to Kennedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. I
2: graduated <laughs> we from Kennedy Eastsiders. High School. We were Eastsiders. What'd you say, Steve? You, you, you what? I graduated from Kennedy High School. See, you, you Cassie, <laughs> and Ken Herbeck. Yep.
5: Yeah, perfect
6: exactly I, I started out at lincoln so we hated kennedy and <laughs> <laughs> when they closed lincoln after no sophomore year,
5: well.
6: well my brother who was a year older went to jefferson he got to choose seniors to be he chose jefferson i went to kennedy my sister graduated from holy angels and my oldest brother graduated from lincoln we never moved and the first four kids graduated from four different high schools
2: <laughs> jefferson had a great hockey.
6: was your brother a hockey player yeah, my oldest brother played at Lincoln and went to Providence College on a hockey scholarship. Oh, and my youngest I, brother played at Kennedy and went to Notre Dame on a hockey that's scholarship. That's what I, I thought. I didn't get it skipped me, the hockey talent.
2: No, but the writing talent did not. It skipped them and made it to you.
6: Well, um, I like to tell them that um, you know I made the Kennedy a Sports <laughs> Hall of Fame. And they say, yeah, but you were you were terrible at sports. You were a sports writer, and that shouldn't count. So um, ah, they may have a point there.
2: They're just bitter. Come yeah. on.
4: They're
6: that's just what I bitter. Tell them.
2: It begins in Bloomington, Minnesota, with a 13-year-old kid staging his own author photo that he hopes will someday grace the cover of a book jacket, and it ends at a desk in the legendary Time and Life building with that same boy now in his early 20s writing professionally, reflecting on how the hell he got there. Uh, I just want to hear all about this, Steve. It sounds like a fascinating subject.
6: Well, you know, I uh, I, I, I grew up in Bloomington. The first book, Stingray Afternoons, was kind of age 3 to 13, just, you know, growing up in an American town and what life was like to be a kid. And second book is high school through college and moving off, moving away from home, you know, kind of, in uh, White Castle was our hangout hang in high school. Somebody said to me, you wrote a whole book about growing up in Bloomington, and I said, no, actually I wrote two books about growing up in Bloomington. <laughs> and, you know, but to me, to me, Bloomington was the center of the world. That's where I was from. And it was, you sure. know, the Twins and Vikings and North Stars played in one end of town. So professional athletes were always coming in. We were on national TV. You had the Carlton Celebrity Room. It had oh, the word yeah. celebrity oh, in it. So you I know it. it was big time. You know, Roddy Dangerfield would be on The Tonight Show plugging his upcoming appearance at the Carlton Celebrity no, Room in right. Bloomington. Johnny would say, where's that?
2: Did you?
6: I saw Cool yeah. yeah. and the guy and play there. And uh, we used to sneak in. Our friends worked in the kitchen. Oh. And, uh yeah, so, uh, you know, Rodney would be on the Tonight Show and say, I'm going to be in Bloomington, Minnesota, Johnny. where Where is that? Rodney says, you know, I don't know. I think my act's going to be reviewed in and Field and Stream. And, uh, That's and, right. Uh, That's right. But that was a thrill. Howard Cosell would talk about Bloomington on Monday Night Football. And, uh, you know, you had the airport there. So flight attendants are coming in from Sweden and, and sunning themselves on the shuffleboard deck at the airport Holiday Inn. Where how, would, how would membership. you know that? I, how'd you well, know that, I, Steve? I, my, my buddy had a pool membership there. Oh get a swimming club membership and another club. buddy yes <laughs> another buddy's dad ran the place and invited me to sleep over on a saturday night before the vikings home game and the vikings stayed there saturday night so i could get their autographs so to me, you know, and, and the other big thing that Bloomington had that other world-class cities did was, is it had a strip, the 494 strip. You had the Sunset Strip. Right. You had the, 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 the uh, Vegas Strip, and then you had the 494 strip. that <laughs> so clearly made us a glamorous spot.
2: Downtown Bloomington, where are you? Absolutely. Isn't yeah.
6: there a steak and you We nail? had the single from... Yeah, we had Bacon Ale, uh, Rusty Scupper, Tommy Kramer might be there. you, know, you a quarterback. <laughs> we were too young to get in, but uh, you know those places. Those are the places that my parents you know, had matchbooks to. The Camelot at the far end of the strip. Oh, and yeah. if you went on, uh, took a prom date to prom and said, we're going to go to the Camelot first, but then you would take her to the Camelot at Southdale. At Southdale. Uh, you know, <laughs> because they were named an for animals. So. My wife is making a face prom, at you, but Steve. I heard that, yeah.
2: What's my that? wife is my wife is making a face I at you right would now. I'd be very
4: disappointed in that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Eddie Webster's. Oh, we got to take a break. Right. Eddie
2: Webster. Steve, we'll be right back. Okay, you have another. You have a full segment coming up, right? Sounds good. Excellent. We'll be right back with Steve Russian, Nights Knights in White Castle, a memoir. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindall. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house.
1: Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home.
4: way this guy sings just makes me feel like I'm getting polyps (laughs) well we can't really hear it
2: because you know Cassie's phone doesn't work it's
5: not on my phone you can barely hear it I
4: can
2: hear it you can only hear
3: one
5: channel
2: you know this was not a good album to come out when I was 17 years old I'll tell you that I might have gotten a little wild while listening to it possibly Steve Russian with us, ladies and gentlemen. Knights in White Castle, a memoir. Very, very quick story relating to what you brought up earlier, Steve. And by the way, what Rodney says is what he said. It's not what I'm saying, but I will never forget him saying it. So don't take offense. It was Rodney about, what was that, Steve, about 35 years, maybe even 40 years ago?
6: Right, yeah.
2: It was a long time ago in the Carlton Celebrity Room. The exact one you're talking about where he's talking about tonight's show going to the Carlton Celebrity Room and being, you know, Getting the uh, critique done and field the stream, all the rest of it. So I'm sitting in the audience, and Rodney Dangerfield's on stage, and he's just killing it, doing really, really great. Right? Some guy apparently thought he would either thought he was going to match wits with Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Good luck. Or whatever he was trying to do. I don't know what an idiot this guy was. Rodney is just rolling. I mean, he's really kicking ass. And this guy hollers out, "Hey, Rodney, once you get a real job." And without even hesitating, Rodney said, "I already have a real job getting fags for your brother."
4: Oh, <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!
2: Wow! Oh, whoa, Rodney! That I will ne-
4: Uncalled for. I,
2: I had never heard Rodney say something like that before.
6: Well, I was like 16 years old at the time, and uh, you know, I remember my buddy's mom got tickets to see Gabe Kaplan at um, the University of Minnesota, and this was again I in high school, that. and I was really yep. sick, and I. And, um, but we went, but I talked to my grandma who was babysitting i time, let me go, let me go. I went, I was fevered get up there, Gabe Kaplan uh, is just doing a filthy stand-up. I'm like, this isn't Mrs. Cotter. And my <laughs> buddy's mom is sinking down in their seats. And I'm like, oh, my God. It was, You know, when, you, when you're when you watching a, a movie with your parents or something, and there's like a sex scene, and you're like, oh, God, I don't want to be here. Right. Uh, that's what that whole experience was like. But, of course, the rest of the time, we were trying to sneak in other, <laughs> to see Caddyshack and, um, you know, all these R-rated movies that we were too young to see. We would... Uh, do that at Valley West where he taped the door at uh South Hill cinemas and you know we would sneak into whatever movie was showing there but uh but yeah I certainly didn't want to see it with my friend's mom. No. No <laughs> I can understand that absolutely
2: uh, from a menial summer job at, a, at suburban Bennigan's. Oh, suburban Bennigan's, not that one over there on, uh, on that, Highway Twelve. Not,
4: that downtown <laughs> not
2: <right>. the downtown one. Not the downtown
6: one. He goes wherever. I, 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 I worked at the uh, at the. Uh, my brother worked at the Bennigan's by over by the Radisson, and I worked at the Tom Thumb on uh, Normandale Boulevard. And so whoever got off their shift, Tom Thumb closed at midnight. That's that was the extent of my parents' responsibility. They wouldn't have me manning the the. Uh, Desk at a, the counter at a convenience store, twenty four hours. But if I, if it closed at midnight, that was fine. That wasn't putting me in in any jeopardy. You know, when you've got See? like the uh, the measuring stick next to the door frame, what what could possibly go wrong? Yeah,
2: it's a but, uh, yeah. yeah,
6: yeah. And I worked at uh, dish washed at uh, at um, Southtown. What was it? Uh, the um, oh god, the Irish Good Time Food Drinkery place. Uh, I forget the name of it now. Oh um, but, yeah, uh, Southtown. Um, yeah, yeah, with the home of the Monte Cristo sandwich. I only work one shift, so oh, you, know, what you was can that place? see why
3: used to eat those things all the time, which is why Yeah,
6: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh uh, the Malley's. Sandwich, yeah.
4: Oh,
2: oh
6: Malleys. no, no, no. Uh, uh, oh Malleys. Malley's. Yeah, it's Oh Malley's. Oh exactly right. <laughs> Well, they still oh, do it. Oh Hurley, Yeah, but um, um, so yeah, I lasted one. They, they asked me to take a broom and go kill a mouse up to the garbage room after <laughs> I was taking a break from my dishwashing shift, and I said, you know what? I handed the broom back to the guy and said, "I'm I'm good." And he said, "Well, could you just at least finish the shift?" I finished the shift, and at the end of it, uh, the following week, along with my paycheck for like twelve bucks, they sent me a gift card to eat there. Yeah. So this was like nineteen eighty four. But uh,
2: okay. a mouse. I'm sure it's That's
4: all right. Hey, you
2: know, little mouse droppings in your food. What's the difference at all? No, there were no mouse droppings in the food. Are any <gasps> Bennigans even open anymore?
5: When you're hungry for fun, but there's Benegans not far from here, isn't there? I think really?
6: I, I, yes. haven't, I, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't been to a Benigan's in some time. I think there are. Where?
4: I'm gonna look. They it used up. to be everywhere. There's <laughs> one right. Isn't it right off of? It's right here. That yeah. was a.
2: Road? That was a Carlson Company, you wasn't know? it? Like like TGI Fridays is now. I don't know. Wasn't ben- was Benegans owned by?
6: I can't remember.
5: There's one. Carlson. It's right off of 394. I swear.
6: Yeah, you know, I, I live in Clear Lake, when Iowa. To, oh, you yeah. Live- when I go back to Bloomington, everything has changed, and I don't, you know, I don't even know what's that Southtown anymore. Once the theater went from one big theater to, to divided by two to, yeah. to uh, gone. Yeah. I, uh, I, I lost my, my bearings there.
2: I understand that completely. By the way, it says you in your bio. It says you still live in Minnesota.
6: Well, I, I, I said pointed it out to them. I I wish that I did, but I, I live in Connecticut. I, <laughs> I my 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 dad lives in Minnesota. I have a brother and a sister who live in Minnesota. I go back as often as I can, but when I got married to a woman who grew up um, on the Connecticut-Massachusetts border, and we decided where to live, I lost that coin flip and every subsequent coin flip in the last sixteen years. <laughs> yes, well,
2: no, it's absolutely true. It, it...
4: No locations found. Iowa
2: still has oh. some. No, yeah. I, I didn't think there were no, any betting's no. left here. Liar! But in any case, that so, <laughs> so, you wrote your first book when you were how old?
6: Well, I, didn't, I mean, I, I I had fantasies of being a writer, and uh, mm-hmm. I actually had my mom take a picture of me that uh, could be used as a jacket photo in the event of, of some emergency, and I had cranked out a book, and they needed a jacket photo. That didn't happen uh, for for many years, but I, I had a book published. I had a uh, I co-wrote a book with two other guys when I was in college, and um, you know, but uh, my first real book didn't come out until 1998. So after I was at Sports Illustrated, but you know, I had a brief torrid period of of stealing books. As a kid in Bloomington, uh, both from my buddy's house and from the Hennepin County Library. I still have one of them. It was officially <laughs> withdrawn. I had the author sign yeah. it. And um, yeah, and my buddy would, another buddy of mine would dumpster dive uh, behind B. Dalton where, where they would rip the covers off the books that, that weren't sold and, and uh, he found a, a mine of, of uh, books. So the of Cryptovania was my stock and trade. What's that?
4: Why didn't they just donate those books?
6: That's a good question. There. I know when, when I first started writing books, the, the publishers told me to sign as many, if I made a bookstore appearance, sign as many of the books that didn't sell as possible because then the, the publisher couldn't return them. And so I said, you mean I'm vandalizing the book with my signature? And they, yes, <laughs> essentially. So, but I think, to, I think to save on postage, the booksellers are only required to return the cover of the unsold books, at least back oh, then. Oh, yeah. And so they would, they would rip the cover off, and then I think they had less, even less appeal uh, to be resold.
2: Oh, that's. I hate that. I I hate seeing that abandoned. I've,
5: I hate waste.
2: I've been a huge fan of a reading, and I and I to this day, by the way, Steve, I still hold the book in my hand. I, I tried to it in Kindle, but it just it lost. It was lost on me. You know, I'm reading I'm the a, same way. Uh, yeah, oh, are you? Really, are you like to hold the book? I do like to hold Absolutely. the book when I'm reading it,
6: and I like to go to a store and browse. You know, books. I don't. I don't Tough. like to just. Uh, this is the book I want. I'm going to click on this, and three days later it'll arrive. So I, I, there are still bookstores, and, I, and uh, fewer and fewer of them every day, But yeah. and more and more plush toys in the ones that exist. But uh, I still <laughs> like to find true. them and, you know, walk in with nothing in mind and walk out with a book that I like.
2: All right, very quickly I will tell you I was I was upset because I bought uh, every book I could find by Gene Shepard, but not one of them's hardcover, which really upset me.
6: I love hardcover well,
2: books, damn it.
6: My dad grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and turned me on to Gene Shepherd, as oh, everybody knows God. now from A Christmas Story. But yeah. Um, oh, it, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, if I could find hardcovers of those, I'd snap them up. I do like to haunt uh, used bookstores. Yep. So. But I, uh, what, what is it? Uh, God, we trust what? all of us pay cash. I've got a paperback of that.
2: You, can get, you know where you can get what? Didn't we have somebody
3: on the show yeah. about two months ago? It's a massive book. Collector. Oh,
2: that's yes. true. He is amazing. If you want, have, if you want a Gene oh, Shepherd. Yeah. I'll get we might, a hold we of him. We might know people oh, who know it. people. But you were beautiful. You're, what was the book you just referenced there, Steve? By In Gene. God We Trust, all others pay cash. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, one wonderful book, wonderful yeah, books. Gene Shepherd. I, I always tell people my my absolute fa- favorite short story of all time is the Blind Date, written by Gene Shepherd. It's a brilliant short story. Real, what a writer. I mean, he's no Steve Russian, but, you know, he's good. Right?
6: Yeah, I'm I, I no Gene Shepard. I wish I were. And he, not only that, unfairly, uh, like you, he also had a, uh, a great voice. I mean, you know, he I'm did. supposed to read yeah. from the book Tomorrow Night of the Thing, and I hate reading because I hate my voice. you got a and good voice. you feel like an idiot. Well, you feel like an idiot standing up in front of a crowd and reading from your own writing, uh, um, you know, especially since you wrote it kind of alone in a room and, yeah. and uh, you know, not— as a writer you don't tend to see people reading your own stuff it's not like stand up comedy or or a, you know live theater where you get an immediate reaction and so to stand up and then hear crickets as you're you're reading usually in a library where people are trained to be silent anyway yeah, yep. it can be a, a little unnerving
2: do you think and i can ask uh, our, our son and daughter are here and cassie uh, you're what 38 mm-hmm. do you think hardcovers will even exist in 10 years I mean, did, did well, you, you know, know,
6: I hope so. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been hearing for ten years that that not only hardcovers but paperbacks and, and physical books in general would be going away, but mm-hmm. they've kind of uh, they, they, they have it. and uh, I'm not sure why. But I think people still um, still like a lot of people anyway still like having holding that in their hand, and you know, it's such a battle. Um, to to uh, the phone, the, the smartphone. It's just to get it, rip it out of anybody's hand, to get them to read anything that isn't on the yeah, phone, to get yeah. them to read anything that's longer than, uh, you know, a thousand words. And, you know, sometimes now you read stories on your phone and it will say at the top, six-minute read or three-minute read, like, don't worry, we're not going to waste your time. So to get somebody to sit down and read, in my case, 90,000 words, um, you know the format that I want to read that on is is a physical hardcover book. I don't want to read that on the screen, but you know, some yeah. a, a lot of people do. But I still sell more physical books than I do uh ebooks, which is good.
2: See, that is wonderful. I should mention this, by the way. Steve Russian is the author of Road Swing, which was named the top one hundred sports books of all time. It's a hell of an honor, Steve. <laughs> well, I'll take it. No, oh, yeah, I <laughs> like he goes. Uh, I'll take it. So you named the top 100 sports books of all time? Is that right?
6: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't say named by whom. I think that was named by Sports Illustrated. And while they were employing me at the time, I had nothing to do with uh, with naming that. But uh, you know, one of the books I stole as a kid uh, kind of really loomed large in my uh, imagination as a kid was Ball Four by Jim Bouton. Oh, the you know, oh, great, book, great scenes. Book.
3: Yeah. Great. I think that dissolved and, some um, marriages, though, didn't it? Yes, I think it yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, it definitely
6: did. It definitely did. In fact, um, <laughs> I, I saw a repeat yesterday of a of an old Johnny Carson show, and he was a guest on it. And oh. he said, you know, I, I wrote this in 1970. Now, seven years later, this was 1977, you know, everybody's got a book out kind of exposing their own clubhouse. And mm-hmm. Mickey Mantle, who he's, you know, ex- kind of exposed as a hard drinker, was doing uh, beer commercials and kind of making a... Uh, rubber chicken dinner circuit uh, living off of, you know, his sort of drinking adventures. And so uh, that changed everything pretty quickly. And in fact, Jim Bowden lived not too far from me in Western Massachusetts and just passed away recently. But, Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, that was a book that, you know, after I I stole it from my, my buddy's brother's bedroom, um, kind of set me <laughs> on my course,
2: I think. So That's really nice. I still uh, have it.
6: Yeah.
2: By the way, I should mention, Steve, that that book changed part of my life because as a little boy, before the Minnesota Twins came here, I was a New York Yankees fan. The Twins came here when I was nine, and I was a Yankees fan before that, and I remember how upset I was when I read Ball Four and heard that Mickey Mantle would slam little children's fingers in the bus windows if they bothered
6: oh. them too much. <laughs> That's right. That's oh great. God! That upset <laughs> me. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Did at any time did at any time in the past week or so you regret uh, having switched allegiances?
2: <laughs> I have to think it through. I don't know. I, I have a hard time giving I'm paying allegiance to anyone at this point because we're just right. you know, We have we have the president in town today, and my God, we, the, the protesters are everywhere on both sides. And I just thought you do realize that you know he's going to be around about another year, maybe five at the most. It's not going to end the planet. I'm not a fan either, but I certainly don't get all whipped. As I said before, Steve, I've, I've said this many times. Um, if you want to be president, you're not my kind of guy. <laughs> that's just
6: a fact. Well, uh, I, I will say he's not my kind of
2: guy and leave it at that. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's and that's good. See right there? Here's the people I like. Here's the people I don't like. You know, that's fine. I don't need to go, why, you moron, you like him? It's like, calm down. Relax. Buy Steve Rushin's book. It's R-U-S-H-I-N. Steve, you're a great guy. We should have you on more often, whether you got a book out. or Well, you, you got to come out with more books anyway, but we got to have you back on again. Great interview. Nights in White Castle, a memoir. It is available on Amazon and everywhere you get books. Steve, thanks so much for your time. This is a great, great interview. Thank you.
6: Thanks, Tom. My pleasure. Thank you.
2: Have a great day. Steve Russian, ladies and gentlemen, again, R-U-S-H-I-N, "Knights in White Castle, a memoir. We will be back with Car Selling Secrets
6: Woo-hoo! moments
2: from now. Wow.